0: What's good, Anchor? Happy Hump Day! This is Kaylee Chella checking in with your Wednesday morning news rundown. Two high-stakes elections that tested President Trump's clout and cost both parties millions of dollars were too close to call early Wednesday. Trump claimed victory in one nevertheless. In Battleground, Ohio, the president took credit for Republican Troy Balderson's performance, calling it a great victory, even though the contest could be headed to a recount. Democrats could also celebrate their showing in a district that has gone Republican for decades. Democrat Danny O'Connor told cheering supporters, quote, we're not stopping now. He said he'll reprise his campaign against Balderson from now through November's general election. In deep red Kansas's Republican gubernatorial primary, the candidate that Trump backed on the eve of the election, Secretary of State Chris Kobach, was neck and neck with current Republican Governor Jeff Collier. The days races in five states like many of them before tested the persistence of Trump's fiery supporters and the momentum of the Democratic Party's anti-Trump resistance. The results were helping determine the political landscape and Trump's standing within his own party as the GOP defends its House and Senate minorities this fall. The largest wildfire ever recorded in California needed just 11 days to blacken an area nearly the size of Los Angeles, and it's only one of many enormous blazes that could make this the worst fire season in state history. Some 14,000 firefighters from as far away as Florida and even New Zealand are struggling to curb 18 fires in the midst of a sweltering summer that has seen wind-whipped flames carve their way through national forest land and rural areas, threaten urban areas, and incinerate neighborhoods. Mark A. Hartwig, president of the California Fire Chiefs Association, said, quote, "...for whatever reason, fires are burning much more intensely, much more quickly, than they were before." Some of the largest fires have erupted just within the past few weeks as the state has seen record-setting temperatures, and the historically worst months of fire season are still to come. In Northern California, the record-setting Mendocino Complex, twin fires being fought as a single conflagration gained ground Tuesday, but more slowly because its own smoke covered the area and lowered the temperature, according to the California Department of Forestry. The flames, which had burned 457 square miles, were raging in mostly remote areas, and no deaths or serious injuries were reported, but 75 homes were destroyed. The blaze, which broke out on July 27th, initially spread fast because what officials said was a perfect combination of weather, rugged topography, and abundant brush and timber turned to tinder by years of drought. Resources also were thin at first because thousands of firefighters already were battling a fire hundreds of miles north. That fire, which spread into the city of Redding, killed six people and destroyed more than 1,000 homes. The so-called car fire was less than half contained. California is seeing earlier, longer, and more destructive wildfire seasons because of drought, warmer weather attributed to climate change, and the building of homes deeper into the forests. In becoming the biggest fire in California history, the Mendocino Complex fire broke a record set just eight months ago. A blaze in Southern California in December killed two people, burned 440 square miles, and destroyed more than 1,000 buildings. The Associated Press reports that aid has begun reaching isolated areas of the Indonesian island struggling after an earthquake killed at least 131 people, as rescuers intensified efforts Wednesday to find those buried in the rubble. Volunteers and rescue personnel erected more temporary shelters for the tens of thousands left homeless on Lombok by the magnitude 7.0 quake on Sunday evening. Water, which has been in short supply due to a prolonged dry spell on the island, as well as food and medical supplies, were being distributed from trucks. The military said five planes carrying food, medicine, blankets, field tents, and water tankers left Jakarta for the island early Wednesday. Still, government assistance was barely a trickle in the West Lombok village of Kekait, where Zulas Triani, an elementary school teacher who was sharing a tent with 30 others, said they had received only a basket with three noodle packets, five eggs, and a small ration of water. Triani said, quote, "'My house was flattened. We were all frustrated to live like this, in a tent without certainty. Where should we go if we have no house anymore, nowhere to live?' I don't know how to rebuild on my own. We're all relying on the government to help. I do hope the government can help. The National Disaster Agency's spokesman said 131 people were confirmed dead, up from 105 announced Tuesday. He said reports of other deaths still needed to be verified and the toll is expected to increase. to leave you on that note, but that is all the news I have for you for today. Be sure to check back in with me tonight for an update. This is Kaylee Cella checking out.